1967, Roland Barthes wrote La Mort de l'Auteur, The Death of the Author, an essay proclaiming that the opinions of an author on what his text may mean are irrelevant to the interpretation of said text. In 2020, Julian and Magnus Dora decided that the author's abilities are just as irrelevant. This is Kill the Author. Hello and welcome to Kill the Author, episode 22, the second to last episode of our school days arc. That's, How's it feel? How's it feel? It's a lot of episode. Mm, mm. I, I definitely didn't think when we started this podcast that it would be 23 episodes to finish this anime. Almost two episodes per episode. Yeah, remember like when the... When we did the first episode and we were like, ah, oh, one episode per episode yeah. seems good, right? How did we do the first episode in a single episode? I don't know. We couldn't do this today. We did it We did it differently. We couldn't do this today, we, especially not with this episode. I think I have more notes on this episode than any other episode before. It would and be, it's the shorter half of the finale. It would be impossible to do this in one episode. The finale, 100%. It would be a three-hour video. Yeah, it would be. it would be so long. So let's let's get this going because this is going to be a long episode. We all have a lot to say. Uh, there's a lot of callbacks. There's a lot everybody's going to enjoy. Let's just flood right in. How did the episode start? Episode 12, the final one of school days. Well, the question is, how did the last episode end? Well, the last episode ended with Kotonoha being fine now. Yeah. Kotonoha and Makoto met up again and Kotonoha got... The, got her groove back and I said that's where the show should have ended yeah and she it got, didn't she it got her highlights going. back in her yeah. eyes yeah her, her eyes uh, her eyes her eyes have highlights again as we all know that's what sanity is yeah absolutely 100% this episode starts right where we left off yeah with the city and the first thing the first shot in this episode is just a shot of Kotonoha and Makoto walking yeah, yeah we just, just see just their, their feet. feet yeah and this scene was weirdly familiar to me I haven't seen this show in so long, but for some reason mm -hmm. that one stuck in my memory. Maybe you referenced it at some point? I don't think so. But I had a scene like that too, right after this one. Okay. Where we see the outside of a restaurant. And in my memory, that restaurant was a lot more important to the episode than it actually was. I don't remember that episode, that restaurant, but I did remember the, those feet for mm. some reason. Yeah, you just gotta watch School Days a couple times to remember things like this. Also, like, just a little side commentary that I'm gonna say right now about this entire episode. This episode is... Okay. I don't know how to, how to frame... How to phrase this, but... This episode is kinda good. I agree. Yeah, this episode is kinda good, actually. But I feel like I've been more charitable than you about this show for a few episodes now. I mean, I've been pretty charitable last episode. I thought last episode was pretty good. This episode actually had moments in it where I was like, oh, wait, this is, like, genuinely really clever. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I wrote a... I, and my notes are always, like, two columns, 
The left one is like this. This is how we learned it back in school. Mm-hmm. The left column is describing what's happening objectively, mm-hmm. and the right column is interpreting what it might mean. Mm-hmm. And I've never written that much in the right column. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just describe yeah, yeah, what's yeah, happening. Yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of your part of the show, and mine is more the interpretation part. Mm-hmm. But we both lean into both. So they're walking through town, through the city. Kotonoha has her head on his shoulder mm-hmm. while they're walking, which I kind of imagine can't can't be that easy to yeah, do. Yeah, actually, now that I think about <laughs> it, it's like clonk, 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 clonk. Yeah. Um, and he says, it's cold. Yes. Which is, I guess, a metaphor for where the show is going. I, it might be. Uh, maybe it's just cold. The show is, th- setting the up show is thematically very yeah. cold. Yeah, also, like, um, mm. I'll, I'll talk about that later on more when we get to that point. But for this episode, I went back to, like, episode one and two for one bit. And I'm like, you you mentioned this last time, yeah. that the show had a lot more color in the beginning and the color is drained from it. I really noticed the difference. Like, they really desaturated more and more towards the end, which is clever. That's a <laughs> clever and good thing that they did. So uh, he doesn't just say this to no response. Because when he says that he's cold, uh, she takes his hand and puts them on her titties, mm, basically, yeah. or on her cleavage, and then she put, she puts her hands on top of his, mm-hmm. as if she wanted to warm his hands, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, she's clinging to him. Also, something relevant here, because that's gonna, I'm gonna keep mentioning this. He says something, she doesn't respond, because for most of, for, mm-hmm. until like a specific point in the episode, Kotonoha doesn't say a single fucking word. Yeah, uh, he looks pretty upset about this, actually. Like, he looks upset right now. He has this weird-to-judge-neutral Makoto face. And no, not really. He does look um, unhappy, which there could be a variety of reasons for. Actually, I do have a particular theory about Makoto's motivation in this episode. Okay. About uh, about what he is doing and why he's doing the things that he does. I assume we're going to get to that. Yeah, Yeah. later. I'm excited for that. Mm. So then we move on to a scene at Makoto's house. Yes. Where we see like a mad We painting. see the establishing shot mm-hmm. of his house. Of Makoto's apartment building, which also confirms that... Our theory it, from last time. Yeah, a theory from no, a theory from last time, I think, was that Makoto now lives with Sekai at her house. No, no, no. It was that Sekai lives with him because we saw him leave his house yeah. at the beginning. They're living at his house. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at least, I'm not sure anymore if they're living there or whether this... This might only be a bit after the last part and she was just hanging Yeah, she's him. just hanging at his house, which still would require, like... I think he mentions at some point that she lives with him later in the episode. We'll get to that point, mm. but yeah. Um, she still, obviously, still has her apartment where yeah. she's from. Uh, where her parents live, I assume. Maybe. Uh, she, has, she has her dinner ready. We saw this hinted in the last part with all mm-hmm. the ingredients that she bought. It's like a, a really fancy one. I'll get into the components of the dinner later. Of course. Of course. Uh, she's looking at her phone. It's like 11 past 8 p.m. Her wallpaper, by the way, is them dancing at the school. Yeah, on together. her phone, her background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she annoy annoyingly says Makoto. Yeah, yeah. Annoyedly more. Yeah. yeah. Indicating that he is late. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, <laughs> then we we get a shot of her like rubbing her stomach. We get a lot of shots yeah. of her rubbing her stomach. She's still pregnant, by the way. Yeah, she's pregnant. And then we get a close-up close, close up shot of her rubbing her stomach still. Yeah. Because, yeah, she is still pregnant. She's absolutely pregnant, and we do need mm. to remember that part. And then, fucking plot twist. We mentioned this in the last episode, with Kotonoha being on the roof, 
just absolutely miserable and then immediately the happy intro. Yeah. I guess they noticed this. Yeah, yeah, they don't have the happy because intro. Because there is no happy intro. They just put the ta uh, the title of School yeah. Days in. It's just the title over a, a gray background with sad music. And, and under then, the title... No, oh, no. Oh, what? Under the title, it says the tagline of School Days. In this summer... The three guys met. Their three relations turned into three love stories. And first of all, two things. First of all, I noticed something while looking at it. We talked about last episode how it's about contrast and how everything has changed from the beginning. In this summer, the three guys met their three relations and something like that. We now have winter. We have the direct contrast to how it was when they met. Yeah. That's directly the seasons changed. Yeah, that's, that's direct, directly mm. in the tagline. Also... I noticed something. I was looking at the School Days wiki entry of School Days itself. Oh, uh, what? Which I hadn't really okay. looked at before. And that one had an interesting little tidbit. I mentioned that to you before, I think, outside of the podcast. Which is uh, that this isn't the original tagline of School Days. Yeah, I, school, I, I remember. Yeah, yeah, School Days originally had a different tagline. And they changed it later because the broken English was too broken of the original tagline. But the fu thing is, the meaning is completely different. And that can't, can't just be translation mistakes. Because the original tagline is, in school life, three persons were always together. So what we have here already is, persons, gender neutral term, finally is not the very three guys anymore. Very progressive of school days. So the three guys is probably a mistranslation on its own of the three persons. Probably a Japanese term in the original that's like gender neutral. Our relation was broken that day. The past never recover no longer. Okay, that's oh, completely what? broken English, but that's a completely different meaning than their three relations changed into three love stories. That's a completely different tagline. Yeah, that's our relation was broken that day. So, like, taking the, the whole crisis we're currently in back to the moment they met where their relation was broken and... Everything is changed. Their relations can't be saved anymore. I thought it was a good thing to bring in in the last episode. Sort of this, like, dark mirrored version of the anime's tagline. Uh, anyway, the next thing that happens is the logo physically shatters. Yes. It breaks. Yes. It's like a, a glass breaking sound and it shatters like as, as if it was a glass plane. Mm. Uh, and we see this happen again. I don't know if it happens in the second half. It happens again in this half. Like this glass shattering thing. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's like... It happens twice. Does this count as a recurring theme? <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a theme in this episode. Mm. I mean, it's it's gl it's glass shattering. The screen itself is shattering. Yeah. Everything's falling apart. Yeah, it's very much it's very obvious. We also get yeah. to get that in the episode. Uh the same met uh, metaphor again. So now we're back in the city. Yes. In Haramihama, Haramihama. Yeah. We're at a restaurant now. Uh, where Makoto and Kotonoha are apparently eating now. Um, I was wondering, because it's, it's, it's hinted later, but not clearly clarified, who initiated this yeah. dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it? Because uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Makoto doesn't seem like the type to take someone to a fancy restaurant. I like don't from know. Like, all we've seen before. But I'm not sure. I mean, with him saying that he's cold, I saw that as sort of an initiation of them going into some place yeah. where it's, like, warmer. But uh, they're not in there together because Makoto's outside on his phone. Yeah. Um, before this, there's a single shot that we see of the actual dinner scene. And I have some things to say about that one. Okay. Uh, it seems like they're both having steaks with, like, vegetable sides. We can oh, see I didn't even place. notice that they already have their food. 
Yeah, they had their food. I noticed. I looked at this. Um, Makoto has like a small plate uh, to the side with something else on it. it looks like a brownie or something, mm-hmm. uh, and like uh, one of those small forks. That he's he's already eaten it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like a fancy place. There's like multiple sets of forks and uh, of mm-hmm. forks and knives. That seems like a place that Kotonoha would yeah pick yeah right so like that's not for that's it. not a Makoto thing. And we see a fork and a knife are on his plate, and the steak is partially eaten, the vegetables too. Mm-hmm. And he has a glass with like a light red juice in it that's halfway drunk. Mm. And a fancy glass. It looks like there's. Uh, it looks like water, but it's probably wine in there. I mean, they probably wouldn't serve him wine, right? Yeah, I mean, it's probably like water he, then. He's a teenager. Yeah, and like, a like juice. grape juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I'm mentioning all this in detail is because Kotonoha basically has the same stuff as him. Mm. Uh, she doesn't have the brownie, but aside from this, it's the same stuff. Uh, and her forks and, sp- and her spoons, forks and knives are all still in place, and mm-hmm. nothing has been touched. So. We can assume that either she didn't get a brownie, or all she's done so far is eat the brownie. She's only yeah. eaten the brownie with her hands. No, because the thing is, uh, there's a small fork, yeah, on his plate. Yeah. Uh, my assumption is, he, they, they've gotten their food, he already ate his brownie, he ate part of his steak and drank half of his juice, while she was just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, just which, looking at which, him. Which, you know, I that would make sense to me. That's kind of like how she's acting for the first bit of this episode. Just very absent. Um, well, Makoto isn't there. Uh, yeah. Kotonoha is there, but Makoto isn't. He is outside in front of the restaurant. Uh, and he's having a nice little phone conversation. Yeah, he's talking to Sekai on the phone. Yes. Uh, and then we cut back to Sekai, and this is where I described the food. Okay, okay. So she made. S- so we know what everyone's yeah. eating today. She made some form of uh, uh, dumplings. Like, like, that's important to mention here, I think. She didn't just make dinner. Like, she yeah. made a fucking buffet. It's a, it's a feast. That's a feast. Yeah, she made some dumplings. There's also a steak of some kind, vegetables, and, uh, like, a, a cake. A really good-looking fancy cake. Also, like, not entirely sure if they mentioned it in this episode, but I'm pretty sure it's Christmas, and that's why she made, like, this big yeah, fancy there could, dinner. Yeah, there could be. Yeah. Uh, the cake is laced with these, um... With these kind of cakes that I hate. Yeah, these uh, uh, these biscuits. Yeah, uh, I, I looked around. up what they're called in English. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're called fucking ladies' fingers. Okay, it's laced <laughs> with ladies' reason. fingers. <laughs> I mean, one of our names for it is basically, translates basically to cat's tongue. Yeah, right. That's one. also one. Which one is worse? I mean, cat's tongue is because they're like slightly rough, right? Yeah, I hate them. I love them. They're delicious. <laughs> Uh, admittedly, they're only called ladies' fingers in America. Okay. And uh, so they're also called sponge fingers, which is better. American fans, uh, it's it's ladies' fingers. <laughs> uh, anyway, nice cake talk. Yes. Uh, because he, she has also yeah. made other food. Basically, she wants she wants to know where he is, uh, because it's late and he should be there now. She has all this fancy dinner prepared for him, and he's not showing up. Um, he says he can't talk, um, and while he's speaking, by the way. He has like uh, one hand partially covering his mouth to the side, mm-hmm. like like he doesn't want anyone around to hear what he's talking about. Yeah, like about. he doesn't of course. want anyone to hear. Like obviously, this is bad looks. Yeah. Also, like I just want to mention it at this point because it's gonna be relevant throughout like the next few minutes. You know how at the last episode, at the end of the last episode, we talked about how Makoto had a humanizing moment and noticed how much he fucked up. Mm-hmm. It feels like he's completely regressed to before that again. Like actually, I'm not sure about that. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay, I have I have an interesting theory. Mm. Uh, basically, uh, she tells him that the the food's getting cold. He's gonna have to reheat it. 
She can start without him. Yeah, yeah uh, she says he doesn't understand, and then she like she bumps the table uh, with her stomach, and then mm. we see her rubbing her stomach. Hey, did you know that she's, she's pregnant? pregnant? She's actually pregnant, guys. <laughs> she's pregnant, actually. She's not showing yet, though, um, which again would indicate that not that much time yeah. has passed. Like, uh, she wanted to eat with him. She, she, yeah. she says that. Like, she made a fucking feast, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Of course he should show up. There's uh, just one shot of Kotonoha in the restaurant just sitting there doing nothing again. Mm-hmm. Um, she's not, I mean, she's not, maybe she doesn't want to eat without him in the room, but maybe, she wasn't she eating with him in eat, the room. Yeah. She's gone past eating. Yeah. Um, he says he can't get away right now. Something came up and like Sekai knowing him, knowing his history immediately knows that, uh, that there's a lady involved. Mm. Like she says he's lying. Who is he with right now? Like on one, in one sense, that's kind of rude. It's kind of rude, but also like but it shows like, it shows growth on her side, right? Yeah, she like learns. She, she doesn't trust him anymore, and I think that's also going to be a theme for her throughout this episode. That like whatever Makoto is doing now to make up to her in any way, uh, she's lost trust in him, and she can't trust him anymore. That's why she looks at her mm-hmm. phone to check the time. Like he's late, she immediately assumes something happened. Yeah. Uh, he's trying to weasel his way out of the situation, mm. uh, but she's not letting it go. Yeah. And then uh, we get a shot of her rubbing her stomach for 17 seconds yeah, straight. Yeah, it's a very long shot. And also saying, meanwhile, that she's carrying their baby. Wait, is she pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I assume that Makoto has also heard it enough from what he says. Yeah, as, as she says this, that uh, she's carrying their baby, yeah. uh, he responds... I, Co- Co- I also wrote it down word by word. Yeah, Kotonoha wouldn't say something like that. Didoi, my man. She's not pregnant. Yeah, she's not pregnant, child. you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> she's not pregnant with your fucking child. Okay, like, okay. Aside for this, um, this this is probably not what he meant. Yeah, he probably rather meant that she wouldn't say something like this. Yeah, she wouldn't confront him. She, yeah, she like wouldn't this. like give him. She wouldn't talk back to him. I guess. Yeah. I think there's another reason why he just brought Kotonoha up mm. that we'll see at the end of the scene. Okay. I think. But, like, not only we picked up on something here, Sekai also picked yeah. up on him like, mentioning yeah, Kotonoha. She, she asks why he brought her name up, and then she starts looking really sad and asks, I, I, are you with Kotonoha right now? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like, on top of she doesn't trust him and all of that, I also want to mention, she doesn't call her Kotonoha. Throughout the entire episode, she calls her by her last name. Mm. It's just a little bit of depersonalization that I want to mention here. Because throughout the rest of the show, she mainly just called her Kotonoha. Yeah. Another thing is uh, once... Because she's very angry. She looks very angry during this. But when she uh, she asks him if he's with Kotonoha, she she just starts looking sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Like, I don't know. Maybe she feels kind of bad. I mean, I assume she still kind of feels bad because of the Kotonoha thing. Mm. But, like, also she is under the assumption right now that that thing with Kotonoha is over, right? Yeah. Like, this... Why is this coming up again? She yeah. w- She is kind of in a situation where at this point she thought the whole thing with all the other women is over. They don't want to talk to Makoto anymore. Uh, Makoto basically is staying with me right now. We're basically living together. Like, for her, the hopeful assumption was this is all over. Which it isn't. Yeah. And then, um... She starts drilling him about it, asking him questions about Kotonoha. Um, and then he, 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 gar- he starts, he says, 
why did you get pregnant? And yeah. at this point, he hasn't said anything for uh, for like 20 A seconds at bit, this point. Yeah. And he sounds like he's crying. Also, we don't so see him. Really we only see Sekai's perspective in yeah. the scene. We only see her in her room on her phone. Yeah. And then he keeps going. Basically, why did you have to, to tell me this in front of everyone? How was I supposed to react in that situation? And then he says, just go home. Don't stay at my house like, like you're, you're my girlfriend, my girlfriend or, something. or something. Like, and then he just hangs up on her. Like, okay, this is this is what I mean with he didn't have any, like, advancement left over from the last episode. This is what I mean. Because at this point, he's immediately again like, you ruined my relationships with all these women. You, like, led to a situation where I have to take responsibility for this. How dare you, basically? How yeah, dare but, you make me take but responsibility? But there is a major difference here, uh, which is that he actually confronted a woman about the, about um, not wanting to have something to do with her. He did confront someone about yeah, it. Like yeah, like, very vocally. It's like he basically just broke up on her completely uncalled for and out of nowhere, which is the opposite of what he's been doing the yeah. whole show. And I think this is maybe why he brought up Kotonoha, because this is what he wanted to do. To break up with her. Yeah. To, like, to, to like cut this off. Mm. It's like... I, like, I don't think he's just having... Like, why else would he mention this? I honestly don't think he's tried to break up with her at this point. Like, this doesn't... This, this doesn't feel like he's breaking up with her, to me, at least. It, it feels, like, too weak for that. Like, yes, he confronted her. Yes, he attacked her, in a way. But, like, she didn't see it as a breakup. And, like, he didn't make it clear that it's a breakup. Like, this show has to make things very, very fucking clear for them to be a mm. breakup, apparently. I, I think that I think there's more happening later. Okay. That also... That goes in that direction. It's interesting. Okay. Um, then Sekai has her hand on her stomach again. Wait, she's pregnant? Yes, she is. Yes, she's still pregnant. Um, and then we get a cut to black... Glass shattering sound. There yeah. it is again. Everything's yeah, falling glass apart. Glass shattering sound. And we, you know, she's right there at the dinner table. She probably breaks some, broke something on the dinner table. Yeah. We can assume, even if we didn't mm. see it. Then we see Makoto sliding down the wall, like saying something. I forgot what exactly he said. So I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, essentially. Um, And then, like, moments later, he gets a message from, from Sekai, from Sekai yeah. again, telling him, I'm sorry. I'm going home for today. So first of all, please, everyone stop saying sorry to Makoto immediately and forever. Actually, this, is, this is something that I, I also saw happen a few times in this half mm -hmm. of the episode, which is that we had callbacks, a, a callback to something that happened in the show before, but with Sekai and Kotonoha Kotonoha reversed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I thought this was yeah. one of them. Yeah. Because she constantly apologizes for th for absolutely things that she shouldn't, shouldn't apologize for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think maybe that's what that was. Though, okay, there is a reason maybe why she apologized. Uh, yeah. That we'll see later. Yeah. In just a bit. Also, like, uh, he hangs up the phone and, like, stops his conversation with her, whatever phone metaphor. I don't fucking yeah. know. <laughs> Something with phones. She doesn't talk. Mm. It ended. I don't. I don't fucking yeah. know. Make your own interpretation. Uh, Kotonoha silently appeared behind him. Yeah, and it's just standing there. Koton I wrote down Kotonoha bears grim witness. Kotonoha is doing the sets now. She's just standing <laughs> yeah. there observing. All right. Uh, next scene yes. is all about trains. Yes. Uh, we see Sekai leaving his building. She mm -hmm. said that she's going home. Um. Something I wrote down here. Sekai 
I noticed this because I commented on it last episode. Sikai is wearing literally the same outfit Makoto is wearing. She also has a turtleneck on. She also has a high collar coat on. Just that her turtleneck is light blue and her coat is pink. Okay. Otherwise, she wears the exact same costume as Makoto. Wow, you couldn't have drawn two different costumes, couldn't you? I didn't pay attention to that. I just noticed it because she also has a pretty fucking nice fit. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sekai arrives and leaves the train at Mutihara Sakafita Station. Yes. Which I assume is where she lives. Or at least around there somewhere. That's a good question. She got off the train there, right? I could have rewatched. Of the scene. I could have rewatched episode five, where we saw everyone leave the trains at their respective stations, but I didn't want to. No, no, I mean in this episode, she just left the train, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's important for like a, a logistical thing I had in my mind. Okay. Um, and then uh, she's standing there. And a train comes by. Yes. And then time stops. Yeah, or it goes very, very slow. Yeah. And we see that Kotonoha and Makoto are, like, right next to each other. Kotonoha's holding on to Makoto yeah. on the train. And... Yeah, what I just said. Yes, it's a callback. It's a callback to the scene from episode whatever it was. I, episode... Five or something. It, it was, like... It was when five she was... was so the, five was the swimming pool one. Four or six. I think. Six, I think. Uh, it was right when she started uh, the whole knitting thing for yeah. the scarf. And uh, it, it's right at this point uh, that she saw Makoto and Sekai on the train, I think kissing even. And mm -hmm. she w di didn't want to believe it. She wanted to lie to herself about it. Yeah. She was like, I, I didn't see just see that. And we see Sekai going through the same thing right now, just that she... You know, immediately takes action. Yeah, she's she starts not, running. Yeah, she she's like, okay, I've learned all of this. I know what Makoto's like. She runs down the uh, the stairs, and that's the logistical thing they was thinking about, because she's probably running down the stairs to get up on the other side of the train station, so she can take the train yeah. right mm -hmm. back where she just came from. Oh, yes. I just noticed the next scene is the last one in this half of an episode. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, This is it interesting. Is. Because the last episode was jumping all over the place. Yeah. And this is just five scenes. This one is very focused, this episode. Yeah. Like, uh, this I is like also it. why it's better than most <laughs> of the rest of Skull Days. Mm. So next... Also, uh, I have my notes right in front of me, right? Mm -hmm. I have like two-thirds of a page for everything that happened so far. And for the next scene, I have two pages. So <laughs> I definitely... It's definitely a juicy scene that we're just about to get into. Yeah, there's, there's a lot going yeah. on. Makoto and Kotonoha are there. Yeah. Makoto brought Kotonoha home to his place. Which, like, Sekai was just there, dude. Like, yeah. that's kind of a dick that's move. It's super not okay. Like, she only texted you that she would leave for the day. Like, what if she was still there? What then, Makoto? Yeah. Uh, Makotoha... Makotoha? <laughs> <laughs> the ship name. Makotoha, no! <laughs> I'm so sick of that ship! I definitely don't ship Makonoha. <laughs> um, he goes to get tea for her. And as he goes in the kitchen, all of the food and dishes are scattered Shattered. over yeah, the floor. Yeah. Uh, I, like first, I thought maybe she like she like accidentally maybe maybe shoved on the tablecloth or something. There's no tablecloth. Yeah, yeah exactly. She, like deliberately broke that. Chair. Yeah, she put. She had a. Uh, she had a moment of rage. She had a uh, Tommy Wiseau at the end of the room rage moment. And it happened off screen. What a shame. Yeah, man. She had an epic gamer moment. Yeah. <laughs> 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 This is what I thought was maybe why she uh, she apologized. Mm, yeah. She apologized preemptively for and when he finds the, the kitchen. And also where the glass shattering noise came from. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, maybe I, I I just thought they just put it in there, being very non-subtle about what's going on. No, no, no. It's like no. right when she ends the he ends the call with her, mm. so I assume it's the noise of like her uh, destroying all the dishes. Yeah, and then he starts boiling uh, a, a kettle of tea. Yeah, and cleaning up the floor, and then he starts having an, an internal monologue. Yeah, and this one is intercut by uh, yeah. Sekai making her way to yeah. his house. Yeah, we see her running over that bridge where she met Kotonoha a few episodes ago. And also, like, she's gotta, on her way to him. I just gotta ask real quick, did you also pick up on this monologue kind of sounding like Sek- uh, Setsuna's inner monologue? No. Like, I got, a, I definitely got a Setsuna, uh, Setsuna stage theater show vibe yeah, from this monologue. Yeah, now that I'm looking at it, yeah, I have it written yeah. down. So the first thing he says, uh, because she wanted to eat with me, yeah, huh? and I like I I'm not sure what he means. Does he mean it? Does he think this is why she threw a tantrum, because she wanted to have a dinner with him? Or like, uh, I thought she wanted to eat with me. Why would she destroy all of my plates then if she wanted to eat with me? No, no, I thought she said this because she thought she destroyed all of the food because she was angry. About yeah, because she yeah. wanted to eat with him and he just called it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he d- he's not quite understanding the gravity, yes. which is that she's angry at him for everything else that he said. Yeah. There. Also, mm-hmm. uh, something potentially relevant here is that w- that means he starts this by talking about Sekai. Yeah, I'm because not. The yeah, monologue the he's holding is kind of vague on if it's on yeah. Sekai or Kotonoha. Yeah, I was gonna say this. I like to believe uh, that it's intentionally non-specific. Yes. He could be told because he says, and I I wrote the whole thing down. I was satisfied at first just looking at her. I'd get nervous just sitting next to her eating lunch. I wonder when I started getting the feeling that I wanted to touch her, to hold her. I started not being able to hold back. I kept telling myself I wanted more. I was being selfish. Yeah. And at first, as I also thought, uh, yeah, this is about Sekai, because it's intercut with Sekai running to him. Yeah. But then for the last few scenes, we see instead Kotonoha. Sitting on the couch in his yeah. apartment, yeah. Yeah, like, it could be about either of them, and I think that's the intention. And I don't think the intention is it's supposed to be about both. I think the inten- inten- uh, I think the intention is we, the audience, will have to pick, based on the rest of this episode, what we think is true. Yeah, maybe. I think it's leaving it deliberately ambiguous. Also, like, he, he says that he was being selfish. He was yeah. telling himself he wanted more, which means I think he's never acknowledged as much what a what a massive dipshit he is. I also think it's relevant that the way he says it here, I kept telling myself I wanted more. Uh, I started not being able to hold back. I, I wrote that down because it, it um, really reminds me of a theme we brought up earlier in the show, mm-hmm. which is one that I was pretty obsessed with for a while, which is the school days is a metaphor for like visual novels. School Days is not, like, like, just because of bad writing, basically a visual novel turned into an anime. It's actually trying to say something about that. And with how Makoto phrases that, it's sort of like, I've been corrupted, but he doesn't blame anyone for it. It's like something inside me wanted me to keep going, wanted me to keep getting more. And I thought this could maybe be representative of the player, of, mm-hmm. like, the true bad guy of School Days are we making the decisions for mm-hmm. Makoto. 
I understood this as more literal. Mm. Because uh, last episode, beginning of last episode, he was basically having sex with anyone. Yeah. Like, he was basically living the life. Mm. But he was also he was also just super upset about it. Mm. He was always like, everything is a pain. And extremely unsatisfied. Yeah. Maybe, I think that's might, that might be what he means. Like, he was telling himself he wanted more, but he was just being upset, not being emotionally fulfilled whatsoever. Yeah, he's noticing now that it didn't lead mm. to anything. Yeah. And, yeah. okay, I want to bring this up now. My theory... About, about what motivates him here? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that at the end of last episode, uh, when he was confronted with Cortona Hunt, with thing that he created, mm-hmm. uh, the, the damage that he caused, I think maybe what he's doing now might be his way of... Trying to fix it? Of retribution. Yeah. Because I think maybe the reason why he's so... He's sending Sekai home. He's telling her, you're not my girlfriend. Um, I don't want you to be around me. And the rest of what he does in this episode, maybe he thinks that he can fix the situation by returning it to mm. uh, the natural order, which mm. means uh, where the situation was always intended to go. Yeah. Him being with Setsuna, not Sekai. Uh, with Kotono. With Kotonoha, not Sekai. Yeah. I think... I think like he's he's completely wrong. Yeah. He's like, not... There's, there's, one, yeah. there's one big bump in this story, in this whole situation, and that bump is a baby bump. Yeah. And it's on Sekai's stomach. Yeah, because I did, in fact, not forget, thanks to this show's very subtle imagery, that yeah, she's actually pregnant. Sekai's pregnant, <laughs> and maybe you should take responsibility for that, my dude. Mm. Especially because you absolutely made your choice. You absolutely made it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Kotonoha can't let you go, that's terrible. And it's absolutely your fault. But going back to Kotonoha and saying, okay, Sekai has to leave now, is not a solution. Yeah, this everything ruins, is this ruins up. everything. Yeah, everything is destroyed beyond fixing, my dude. You can't fix it that easy. Unless yeah. unless all of these women suddenly decide they want to be in a polycure with you, I don't think this is going to fix itself. Yeah. Uh, and then after he says, I was being selfish, I kept telling myself I wanted more, uh, he grabs the kettle, which is finished, and he burns himself on it. Yes. Yeah. Basically, it's gotten too hot, and he got himself hurt. Two things that I also wrote down about this. First of all, during his monologue that he gives here, he's cleaning up the broken mess, which, again, would lead into your interpretation. I didn't even think of that. He's trying to fix things. He's cleaning up the broken mess while he's doing it, but things have already boiled over too much, and he hurts himself. I also thought that Kettle might be a metaphor for Makoto in what he talks about in this conversation, because he keeps talking in his monologue, because he keeps talking about... I got too far, I wanted to go further and further, while the kettle keeps boiling up, and then he touches it and hurts himself. So when he boils over, people get hurt. Yeah, so retroactively, this was my explanation why he was so um, so upfront about not mm-hmm. wanting Sekai to be with him in yeah. his place. Because maybe I think he genuinely uh, thinks he can fix this. He might be trying to fix things right now, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's he sucks at it. Yeah, it's terrible. It doesn't but, work. Yeah, he gets a star for a gold star for trying. Yeah, what is that cliche sentence an elementary student like writes in there? If you sucked, like he was always trying very hard. Yeah, he was always trying his his best to participate. <laughs> this, was, this was very funny to me because I think my first grade <laughs> actually literally yeah, 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 says that. Yeah, I did that. say that. I did say that. <laughs> so after this, uh, the doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. Sekai has arrived. Dum 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 showdown. And he goes to the living room, but Kotonoha isn't there. Because she already opened the door. She opened the door. And then we get 
slap. That slap thing slap. again. That happened a couple times. Yeah, except this time, Sekai slapping Kotonoha. Instead of Kotonoha slapping Sekai, Sekai earlier which on. happened before in the also show. Also in front of Makoto's apartment. Yeah. Yeah. So there it is, reversed again. Yeah. Um, so, so Sekai's pissed. Sekai's extremely angry. She thinks that... Kotonoha initiated this entire situation. Yeah. That's what she's going at in this scene. Um, yeah, she tells her to go yeah. home, to not follow Makoto around anymore. Something important here, I think, is she's never done this in front of Kotonoha before. Like, she's never, like, talked down Kotonoha before. There was always something that happened through Setsuna or by Makoto himself. Yeah, but I think she said she's far enough gone. Especially because she's probably... She she just ran to his place yeah. from, like, ha- half across the city. I yeah, think yeah, she's yeah. at that point. I actually, this scene, like, her whole conversation that she has with Makoto here is, I think, really good in how she's written. Because she starts it off with, yeah. like, full of righteous anger. Mm-hmm. With, like, okay, I'm gonna tell you what's what now. And we notice throughout the conversation that she leans through the conversation as her anger goes down a little bit she goes more into I don't want this to be true which mm-hmm. I also think is fun because that is the rea- uh, reaction that Kotonoha had, had when she saw Sekai and Makoto on the train and that is like a delayed reaction Sekai has now when she sees Makoto and Kotonoha on the train yeah Makoto gets in between them and says it's not like that yeah uh, but she doesn't enab- elaborate any further Sekai kind of figures out what's going on uh, like something little I want to mention here is that I also get the feeling we talked about last episode how Makoto has kind of reached his final form how Makoto has reached the ultimate Makoto by all of the inhibitions falling off I feel we're getting something similar with Kotonoha and Sekai in this scene with Sekai sort of reaching the point she was always too nice to reach before like, she never wanted to hurt Kotonoha. She always tried to get around the whole Kotonoha situation and never had a solution for it. And now she's actually at a point where she's like, no, Makoto's fucking mine at this point. Like, Makoto has made his choice and he has taken responsibility. Yeah. While Kotonoha has, in this scene, also a moment where she, like, starts talking fucking clear. Yeah. Uh, Sekai says, you wouldn't just toss me aside because I'm pregnant or something like yeah. that. And, like... She doesn't want to believe this. Yeah, it's also she starts like going at Kotonoha. Yeah, she's like shaking her shoulders, telling her to to get out of there, to leave, to just leave already. Yeah, she also shouts at Makoto, "You didn't invite her here, right?" Which I also thought was important because she saw it. She saw them on the train. Yeah, this is like self delusion. She's yeah. she's really trying to be like, no, 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 this can't be your fault, Makoto. Because we've been through this so many times, it can't be that you're doing this to me again. Yeah, uh, and then after she tells her to leave, we get a like a, a eyeless horror close up of Kotonoha's face, mm-hmm. where you just see the bottom half of her face, yeah. and then she starts speaking. Yeah, I also didn't notice this is the first time she speaks in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, basically she attacks Sekai right back. Yeah, she says. Aren't you the one who who seduced Makoto? Yeah. First of all, this shows that she's aware of the truth, right? Like, she's been in self-delusion mode throughout last episode until, like, Makoto healed her in the end or whatever. But, like, she clearly still has the information readily available of what actually happened. Uh, But her analysis of the scene isn't... It's a little bit bonkers. Yeah, she's also wrong. She's basically in the same mindset that she was in when she confronted Setsuna. Uh, Kotonoha says... Sekai did everything to get Makoto away from her. 
that she's basically been manipulating him to be with Sekai rather than Kotonoha. Also, we get a li- nice little like shock musical sting as her she like raises her head high and actually like yeah. takes charge of the situation. Yeah, like uh, Sekai Sekai disagrees. She denounces. Yeah. She says, "No, they love each other." And then Kotonoha says, "That's what you want to think." It's like basically she believes that Mokoto was always in love with with her, and Sekai believes that he's currently with her. They're both convinced that they're the ones Makoto actually loves. Yeah, actually... Which I think... Okay, this is... With that little bit of dialogue we had before, with that monologue before, that was, like, ambiguous, I think this is what that is kind of building up to, where basically we're given, like, we're not clear on who of them is telling the truth, if anyone. Actually, that's a very... That's a part that confused me a lot, Mm. uh, which is that... Uh, after she says to Sekai that you're not in love with each other, this is what you want to believe. You've you've been manipulating him into not being with me. Yeah. Uh, you are the one who pulled him towards you. And then she says that's not true. And then she like looks to Makoto, and he's like looking very bashful, looking away. Yeah. And that part confused me a lot because this indicates that this is true. That no, she to me this? it doesn't indicate that that's true. To me it indicates that like. Makoto is again not ready to deal with the situation he has brought upon himself here. To me, this is more of a don't pull me into this. Like that's the vibe I got from that. I, I, to me, to me, it looked like he kind of uh, was ashamed, like he agreed with what with what Kotonoha said yeah. that Sekai kind of pulled him in, which is bullshit. Yeah, he he was just like, very actively was honestly the one who like the general Sekai. problem with this whole conversation is that the two of them are accusing each other of being to blame. Yeah. And just taking Makoto's agency out of it again. Like, we've been there at the beginning of the show. That's something that happened multiple times on the show. And we're here again. Makoto's agency in all of this is ignored. And the two women just blame each other. This is ridiculous. The way the show is incapable of uh, giving Makoto the blame that he very clearly deserves. Yeah. yeah. This is the biggest problem with this show, I think. Yeah. It, it really, like... It's something that keeps coming back into it. And, like, last episode, the end of it kind of addressed it. But, like, here we are again. Here we are again with Makoto kind of being removed from agency in this. She also explains, basically, that conspiracy theory from two episodes ago. Yeah, that she told Setsuna before. Yeah, the one that that she believes that Sekai was also the one who basically got Setsuna to drive them apart. Yeah. Or something like that. And Sekai responds by saying, like, what did Setsuna do? What happened? Because she Which, doesn't like, know. That, that's wild. It's impossible that she doesn't know. Like, she doesn't know about the last lie that Setsuna told. Uh, the whole thing. Uh, and about, like, what Setsuna had with Makoto. But, like, she knew that Setsuna was driving them apart. Like, she was present for some of it. She can't have not been aware of that. That was something that clearly happened right in front mm. of her fucking eyes. Yeah, and then like uh, Kotonoha acknowledges this that uh, that she 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 believes her that she didn't know. Yeah, uh, and then she basically says that Setsna just wanted to be with him as well, and she was in it for herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, when I watched this, I was like, wait a minute, I think I understand that confusing fucking kiss scene from before now. Finally, the one with Setsna. The one where Setsna just randomly kissed him in front of Kotonoha. Mm-hmm. I think I understand it now. It was specifically. Because she already she she heard at this point because Kotonoha just said that in this scene, 
that she thinks that Sekai is behind it. She's manipulating Setsuna into doing all of this. And she basically then, Setsuna then went, no, she's not. I'm doing this for me. I'm in it for me. Mm-hmm. Specifically so that Kotonoha would stop abusing Sekai. Uh, accusing Sekai of this. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I, I kind of saw it in a different way. I saw it in a way of like Kotonoha seeing, seeing it less as Sekai wants to be with Makoto and more as Sekai and Setsuna were working apart to break her up from Makoto. Like, both of them were sort of working together to hurt her relationship with yeah, Makoto. I, what, I, what, I'm, what I mean right now is I think this was Setsuna's motivation mm. for doing what she did in the moment. Because uh, that would kind of make sense. It still wouldn't make sense. But yeah, it okay. Would be, like, I think we even brought that theory up last time when we talked about that. Yeah. In the remaining scene, we get a Dutch angle overload. Mm-hmm. It's mad. The, the, car- this, the cameraman's arm has finally broken off. Mm. He's been holding the camera for too long. Yeah. We're, we're, we're in full downfall mode. Also, like, we get creepy psycho music throughout, yeah. uh, like, the whole yeah. conversation here. We've had that, that that particular horror music a few times before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did we have this? We have we had that music when Kotonoha... We saw, usually get it with Kotonoha. We saw it when... Uh, not quite. We saw it when Kotonoha caught... Um, Sekai and Makoto kissing on the roof, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we also had it during the 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 like the um, the sex tape viewing. Yeah, 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 went there as well. Anyway, uh, Kotonoha says, "I may not look it, but I'm quite kind." Yeah, which is weird. Which is just you know, I think this is anime shit. I think this is just oh, I have the oh, uh, I have the upper hand now. Anime bullshit. This is th- it. Just feels very anime yeah. bad guy. Uh, like then she says. Uh, that that she um, she forgives them. She says, she forg- I forgive you. I, I assume it's directed towards Sekai. I'm not sure because she was looking in the direction of Makoto and she was reacting yeah, to Yeah, but it. based on the next thing she says... Yeah. I, I wasn't sure, Sekai. though. Maybe this is another one of those ambiguous things. Yeah. Like who she's forgiving. I mean, she was never blaming Makoto for anything. She's mm. incapable of doing this at that point. Yeah. So she probably does mean Sekai. And then she says... You told me that Makoto actually cares about me a lot. To Sekai. Yeah. And we get like a quick flash of some scene where they're both sitting on swing sets. Yeah. And I was like, wait, which scene was that? So I went back. I went back to that scene so I can talk about what they actually talk about in this scene. So it's it's in episode two, towards the end of episode two. This is after Kotonoha and Makoto have already had two terrible dates. Uh, which is like the whole thing where he like tries to kiss her and she doesn't want to kiss. It's too much for her. And then he waits for her at the train station at the end. And Kotonoha doesn't arrive at the train station. She takes the bus because she doesn't want to confront Makoto, basically, after the terrible dates. And Sekai basically takes Kotonoha to the side and they sit down on a couple of swing sets. Uh, this is, by the way, you you will remember this scene. This is the scene where Kotonoha talks about how she's always had terrible problems with relationships because her tits are so big. I Okay, I yeah, do yeah, remember yeah. that. That is pretty early on. It was that scene. And basically, Sekai tells her, I wrote some things down verbatim, but not everything. Makoto really wants to treat you well. Kotonoha says, really? That's probably the thing that you referenced. Sekai says, See, you don't even realize it yet, but I'm sure that wouldn't last uh, very long if it ended up being a one-way street. Basically insinuating you also have to give if you want Makoto to give. If you want Makoto to be like you want him to, you have to be a little bit like 
Makoto wants you to. She tells him um, to do what Makoto wants, if she wants this to work, that boys are just like that, and he's trying really hard to be with her, basically. Hmm. Then she assaults Kotonoha and uh, gropes her tits. That just happens. Doesn't really matter for the scene. It just happens. And um, she says, I guess that's enough harassment for one day. I don't know if you remember that. There was an episode too. Uh, So basically, in the end of the scene, Kotono tells Seikai that she really understands what Makoto is thinking and that she's kind of jealous. And in the end, she has one question for Seikai. And that is, are you sure that you don't like Ito-kun? She she asks, uh, are you sure that you don't want to be with Makoto? And Sekai says, who knows? And then she smiles. And Kotonoha looks at her like worried. And then... And then she smiles. That's what I'm after. <laughs> and then that goes on for 10 seconds. Just switching shots between Sekai smiling ominously and Kotonoha looking at her sad. And then Kotonoha says, I'll be leaving now. And goes to the train to, like, meet with Makoto on the way home. So this is the scene where, first of all, Sekai kind of hints at her that she's into Makoto, and she decides to ignore it and suppress that and do exactly what Makoto wants to be exactly like Makoto wants her. This scene is the seed of the Kotonoha downfall arc. It's this scene, and she's flashing back to it right now. And I think what the show is trying to tell us here is that... The fact that Kotonoha kept lying to herself and that Kotonoha kept not giving up on Makoto is Sekai's fault because of that conversation they had. Because she, if Sekai hadn't been there, she would have had two bad dates with Makoto and given up and not talked to him anymore. That would have been the end. But Sekai sort of trapped her in this cycle. And here she's calling back to it and says, you told me that Makoto always cares and that... Um, and that she told her to think of Makoto's feelings and to act in his feelings. So that scene is our flashback to how we got to this point, basically, where they're both trying to be with Makoto and Kutonoha just can't let go. One thing that I thought of when you uh, when you went through the scene again, the plot, mm-hmm. is... Like, that it had this stupid scene with, like, the comments about the size of her tits yeah. and her assaulting her or something. Uh, we've, we haven't seen a lot of that in quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a few episodes. I think this is the show... We've last seen this at the school festival. I think this is because this is what the show considers to be funny. Yeah. And it's been intentionally getting darker. Yeah. But you know? also, like, that's... I talked about this when we talked about episode 11. Because right before episode 11, we had the school festival. And the school festival, no, right before episode 10, I think we had the school festival. And the school festival just felt like such a hole for the show. Because, like, all of the themes, all of the relationships being developed just fucking cut off for, like, two episodes. And then it got back to what actually matters. I'd actually be interested if the school festival was, like, written by other writers or something like that. Because it really feels, like, not connected at all. But yeah, we've we've really like for the ending it really did cut back on humor. Like from episode 10 onwards, it really hasn't tried to be funny. And I think I think this has really greatly improved the show. It has. It absolutely has. The show is a lot better now. I mean, it's still not great, but you know, I there are some cool things in there. To get back to the show, Kotonoha then moves on to say 
that she believes that Makoto was basically with her the whole time. Yeah. And that he was just waiting for her. Yeah, this is in reference to Kotonoha saying that Sekai in the flashback told her to think about Makoto's feelings. And she basically interprets that as to assume that Makoto's feelings are that he's actually always just been in love with her. I don't, like, there's no way that she believed this from the moment that Sekai told her all this. I think she she grew into it. She says, too, in that scene that, like, she understands it now, what she told her back then. Uh, This is a good reminder that Kotonoha is not fine. Yeah. He's very much not fine. Her highlights are back, but... She's, 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 completely she's not fine, but she's not fine in the same way again that she was before the last episode. <laughs> she's not fine in the way that she was when she confronted yeah. Setsuna. Yeah, she's she's still delusional. She's yeah. still living in a fantasy world. And then she hugs him and says, uh, so I won't waver anymore. Yeah. And then we get the and most... And Snake and Lupin make out while Dobby is watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then we get the most disgusting kiss yeah. in anime uh, history. I mean, I'm glad that they got us great callbacks to how fucking awful lips are in school days. I mean, in their defense, uh, I'm I'm sure that this particular kiss was supposed to be disgusting. Yeah, yeah. but it looks exactly the same as some kisses we had early no, on in the show. That's an, uh, that's, an, that's an overstatement. No, it's not an overstatement. That, that cheek thing, that cheek thing that they do, they did that multiple times throughout the show, and it always looked gross as fuck. Uh, yeah, that's one thing, but like... Uh, like uh, the scene literally gets progressively more disgusting as Legos goes on. It does. And it's supposed to be disturbing. Yeah, there's horror music going on, and yeah. uh, Sekai is like losing it. Yeah. Uh, basically, like telling them to stop, and then she, uh, she ends up loudly screaming no. Yeah. She Darth Vader. Uh, no. no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think. That- <laughs> <laughs> you know about, what about Setsna? It appears that in your rage you killed her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could feel her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually, like we get this little intermission break, and right after that, Setsna is in the Darth Vader suit. Yeah, like big twist for the end. I don't know Somehow, how they did that copyright. I, I, maybe it was just that deep in the zone, but I was not surprised. They're going really deep with the Disney tie-ins right now. Like Disney has too many brands. Man. They're doing all these weird crossovers. Look at all those all the stuff they're adding to the MCU these days. Yeah. So at this point, we get the we get the little intermission yeah. screen. And speaking of the intermission, mm-hmm. uh, up to this point, the intermission always had some some chibi of some one chibi of the main character with, with a giant phone. phone. Yeah. There's no one on this intermission. And no phones anymore. They're because gone. Because nobody can communicate anymore, I guess. Phone metaphor, relationships, everything's gone. Yeah. Also, we didn't have an intro, so, like, it's it, we're on... Uh, school is running on empty. Where the tank is empty. Everything's everything's going down. The car's yeah. crashing. There's only one more half an episode left. Yeah, one more half an episode of school days. The grand finale is next. Yeah. Uh, I have something for I have something for you an early an early Christmas present. Okay. Uh, right now that I think we should you know take a little look at before we get into the final episode. Okay. Uh, something I found uh, that I think you know is a nice little flashback for okay. the end of this episode. So there's this website called My Anime List where people can list. Oh, like, I know what that is. Yeah, where people can list all the animes they watched and review them. And I've only ever written a single review on My Anime List before, and that review is for School Days. I wrote it in uh, fuck when was that? Twenty. Uh, 
Uh, it should it should tell me somewhere here. Uh, in 2016, I wrote that review. And I think it would be nice to give that as a contrast now before we go into the finale. Okay. Uh, we're going to look back at my review of School Days that I did back in 2016. And uh, so I it has multiple rating systems. I gave it a 1 out of 10 on story back then. I gave it a 1 out of 10 on characters. I gave it a 1 out of 10 on enjoyment. And a 1 out of 10 overall. But I did give it a 6 out of 10 on art. Which... Uh, I think I would increase most of these at this point. I would decrease art. Art is worse than six. And I gave it a five out of ten on sound, which is, you know, neutral. The soundtrack is all right. I would probably write it higher than that. I I think the music is genuinely good in some point. I would give it a little bit more on character, I think, in retrospect. Yeah. Um, and on enjoyment. I have a lot of enjoyment. So, okay, this was... My review was basically, oh boy, this might be the only re- review I will ever write on this site. I was correct. It was the only review I ever wrote on this site. It might be visible from the rating I gave this anime that I hated it. Hate is way too weak of a word. It is, yeah, I can probably say that, it is the most infuriatingly terrible anime I have ever seen. And you might say, but the art is good. And oh, no, 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 then you haven't seen Name of Anime. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change how absolutely appalling this anime is. But hear me out here, I totally recommend that you watch it. I recommend that you watch it for the same reason you would watch... Films like Birdemic or The Room. Because it is awful in an extremely interesting way. It makes you ask yourself questions about the art of anime, or the art of filmmaking, or just art in general. Questions like, why did the creators of this anime do this? Why would, uh, who, what made them think any of these decisions was a good decision? What kind of psychopath wrote this? But I'm getting ahead of myself. Since I really do recommend you watch this absolutely wretched atrocity, I will try not to spoil it too much. Basically, since it is an adaptation of a visual novel focused on high school romance, that is what the basic plot structure is about. A boy wants to get with a girl, another girl helps him with that, but actually she wants to get with him, blah blah blah, yada yada yada, basic love triangle stuff. I wrote down, wrote out blah blah blah, yada yada yada, that is in the review. Yeah. Uh, after watching the first two or three, or three episodes, you might be thinking, yeah, this is just some standard, not very interesting high school romance anime. Honey, you got a big storm coming. Nice reference there. Yeah, it's still it's still accurate. You know what one of the most important decisions in is when adapting a visual novel into an anime? It's which storyline do I adapt? Usually, visual novels feature multiple story paths, blah, 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 blah. So they, their answer was, why not all of them? Why not have the protagonist be the most wretched human being ever? Why not have him walk around, bang every single girl in the school, cheat on everyone, and not even have anything close to a bad consciousness inside the character that would drive development forward? And why not play it like it's goofy fun with every character being a goddamn stereotype, having hilarious scenes of emotional blackmail and hate sex directly following funny festival antics? The anime is so incredibly tone-deaf, it is incredible. It doesn't even manage to get the ending to me uh, to be fulfilling, which I will not spoil. By the end, there is nothing to like about this anime. Every character turns into an awful, irredeemable human, human being. This anime is the worst written piece of shit that I've ever seen, and I have watched it three times. Would do it again? Totally recommend if you have the stomach for absolutely terrible bullshit like this. It changed my perspective on life. The sunlight is brighter now. I don't nitpick movies or shows anymore. Everything seems so much more beautiful after going through hell. I hope you have a similar experience with this. So, so to what degree can you say that your, your perspective has changed? One thing that I will say has not changed at all is... My recommendation for everyone to watch it. Yes. And for the exact same reasons. It's terrible in a very enjoyable way. What I will add to that now 
is I have a lot more of a feeling for... Like, I, I asked a lot of questions in that review that basically go towards what were they thinking. And I don't think I asked that question anymore. I know what they were thinking. I'm very sure of what they were trying to do now. Or, like, I get a lot stronger feelings on what they were trying to do now. I know what it was going for, and I actually think that what it was going for is really interesting. I will still hold up that I think it failed in a lot of things that it was going for. Like, I think we're far enough in the anime right now that we can say that a lot of the things... Like, a lot of the things that are great about the ending of the show, that we've talked about in this episode, in the last two episodes, are things that could have made the anime genuinely great if it had set them up better. Because, like, it pays off a lot of things that happened early on, but there was so much filler between that. There was so much early on that just didn't want to confront Makoto. Like, that's... We talked about it this episode, too. I think the biggest issue that this anime has is that it doesn't try confronting Makoto's actions enough. Like... Yeah. This scene is... was We just had was very strong with Kotonoha, like fucking throwing verbal darts at Seikai, telling her, why did you give me this hope? Why did you set this hope up in me back in the day? Why did you make me think... Like, she doesn't say it like that, but that's, like, what we're supposed to take away, right? How... Why did you convince me that this guy loved me? And it's not Seikai's fault. <laughs> like, Seikai is s certainly partially to blame for this, but Makoto is the one who treated everyone like shit. And while the ending does pay lip service to it, and we'll get into it next episode. Next episode definitely punishes Makoto for what he did throughout the anime. I feel like the anime is trying to give Seikai just as much blame as Makoto. Yeah. It is... That's, that's something that I noticed in this... In particular in the next scene. Because uh, I already saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll get to it in the next point. Yeah, and throughout this whole argument with Kotono and Sekai, even with Makoto, like, vis visually, as you said, agreeing with Kotonoha at some point through his head movement, it's trying to say Sekai is to blame for this. And we get a lot more in this final episode of Sekai is to blame than Makoto is to blame. And Sekai's punishment is just about as bad as Makoto's punishment for everything that happened here. And I just don't agree... Like, it was never Sekai's responsibility to break up with Kotonoha. Like, it was shitty that she did stuff with Makoto behind Kotonoha's back. But Makoto is the one who kept it going. Makoto is the one to blame for how Kotonoha is right now. This isn't Sekai's fault. But the anime doesn't really want to talk about that. And we'll get into the specifics of what the, that punishment is and what the final resolution of School Days is next time. In our final episode of this mm. school days analysis, the end of this two-year journey, which will which will get out towards the end of December, maybe even Christmas or the days following it, we'll see. Ah, uh, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be weird to have this over, <laughs> to be <laughs> yeah. to be done with this. We've, we've, we've been sitting in this room for years. We've been sitting in this room for like literally two years. We've recorded the first episode, like. January 2020. My god. And we're gonna end it by December 2021. So, like, literally two years later. It's... It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, about the review, 
there, there's one part in there that I would disagree with mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. I didn't know better. The idea that School Days try to adapt, uh, that School Day is the way that it is partially because they try to adapt multiple different paths yeah, yeah, at yeah. the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is not true, I think. Yeah, that, yeah that's because, pretty much Yeah, we've true. learned at this point that the visual novel is just as, if not worse, than the show yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. The visual novel, I think, wants to go in a, dis- a different, in a separate, wants to go in a similar direction of, like, punishing you for trying to get with multiple people. I think that's also the direction that the visual novel goes into. And, like, what this anime is basically doing is adapting that, right? Like... Yeah, uh, like, based on what I can see, they basically mostly follow a particular possible storyline that you can do, including the ending, but with occasional plot points and stories woven in from different paths. Oh, okay, I don't think we talked about this one before. Uh, I mentioned it before... Uh, we can of. get into that next again next time. Uh, when we actually and this talk is about just because of the um the the the, the tape watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, that that's something that doesn't happen on the storyline that leads to this particular mm. ending. They just put it in there as well. It's gonna be something fun, like to talk about the differences in the storyline between the anime and the game. That would be something really fun to talk about next time. I don't know if I want to get into this. Like, if you look this up, you can find a chart of uh, a map. Mm. Of how the stories can go, and it's very complicated. I mean, we're gonna take a lot of time to write our notes for the next episode anyway, so why not make it complete? <laughs> next episode is gonna be a long one, but uh, gang, uh, it's gonna be a real fucking long one. And honestly, uh, I'm really excited for it. We'll get there, but until then, we're gonna have to tell you bye-bye. bye bye. Bye.